early morning or late nights. You're here at the right place. Get started with us on the right note. With Houcher, Nicholas, Andrew and me, Vivi, on Radio Pals, the sound of NUS. Welcome to Radio Pals, the sound of NUS. You're tuned in to the right note with me, Houcher, Nicholas and Vivi. On this week's episode, we have another very special guest with us. Say hello to electronic music producer, Mitch Edvin. Hey guys. <laughs> hello, hello. Alright, so... Hi Mitch, it's very nice to have you us here today. And so how about you give us a short introduction about yourself, you know, maybe tell us more about what you're currently listening to at the moment and like anything on loop in your mind. What I'm currently listening to at the moment. Okay, I'll start with the, a little bit about myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, part A, part B. Yeah, part A, part B. What right. kind of music you make um, all that, yeah. I can just say a bit of my personal life. I used to be an NUS student as well graduated in 2020 so I've uh, been in the working life for about two years la. I'm working as an assistant architect but during my time in NUS I did a lot of electronic music and actually before I, will, I came into NUS uh, I joined the electronic music lab so shout out to them during army oh yeah. Ooh, that's cool so my whole musical journey really went in full force during my time in army because as the guys here would know there's a lot of time spent doing absolutely nothing <laughs> that's right. true I'm yeah. familiar <laughs> yeah so I already knew that I was going into architecture the archite- architecture course in NUS I felt that okay in these two years maybe I experiment a bit and see if uh, this music passion that I had could maybe lead me somewhere mm. My time in music in Singapore has been pretty eventful, actually. Back since like 2012 to 2015, when I finally entered school, I made a lot of music and performed in a few festivals in Singapore. Ooh, nice. Uh, like Bay Beats. Um, mm. I like too, too many to name. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I, was, I was one of the people starting out uh, electronic music in Singapore when electronic music was like sort of on the rise. It, it was still quite underground, what is this insert music? <laughs> you know? The the music industry in Singapore was very welcoming. There's people like Leonard Suse. Uh, not sure if you guys know who he is, but he's one of the godfathers of, of music in Singapore. Like, he produced for a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I did a remix for one of the bands that he was producing for mm. uh, called Karakel. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, somehow like just through Instagram, through posting around, uh, he managed to catch wind of it. Because of that, he actually gave me their actual stems mm. and then made it sort of official and then he let the band here and all that kind of thing. So, oh, wow. so Leonard Suse was sort of a step in the door for me in terms of the music industry mm. uh, way back then mm-hmm. uh, that allowed me to, to eventually be able to play at the... Like, to, to me, one of the, the most amazing events, which is like Bay Beats. Mm. Right, right. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool, that's cool. Then, how do you discover your passion for music making? Was it from the free time or in army? How do you manage to get your hands into the music production aspect of this? So, in terms of music production, for me, even before army, before, oh, I actually went to poly before coming to NUS, mm. yeah. Mm. And even way before that, uh, I started with guitar. Okay. Mm. Uh, which I guess for, for, 
for a lot of people, parents would sort of like force us into, into a certain <laughs> musical instrument. Yeah, that is true. That's true. Guitar, but, piano. But, but no, I want, I want to make that statement because for, for me, it was different. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, I mean, my, my parents are, are quite relaxed. Mm. Uh, they didn't force me into anything. I, I started listening to, to like, you know, MTV. Yeah, yeah. was a big deal back then. I don't know where MTV was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but listening to punk rock, alt rock. Mm. Yeah, those were the kind of stuff I, I grew up with as, as a teenager. Mm. Yeah, so from there, I became, uh, I was part of the guitar ensemble in my secondary school. Ooh. Then became like like the president and then had to like kind of, what do you call it? You need to, to write out notations and like scores oh, yeah. for for the rest of the sections to, to, to do their thing. Mm. So... I used to make music on this uh, note-making software oh. called Guitar Pro something. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so back then, I totally didn't know anything about like digital audio mm. workstations and like DAWs. Yeah, I was just like trying to write guitar notes. Uh. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Then from there, I picked up the, the habit of like, oh, actually producing music is, is kind of fun as, as opposed to like uh, just just practicing some other classical music that's, that's already right. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then I discovered uh, FL Studio and then I've been using FL Studio ever since. Uh, NUS EML, yeah. we use Ableton, so I produce using FL Studio and I perform using Ableton Live. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> then you and Polly, what were you studying? When I was in Polly, I studied landscape architecture. Okay. Uh, which is slightly different from architecture when oh. coming into NUS. So I don't know if you guys know, but like if you studied something related back in mm. Bali, you, you would be able to skip a year. Yeah. Yeah. For me, just because of the word landscape, I couldn't, couldn't? skip a year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So close. Yeah. And I, I, I'm still not sure how much you guys know about the, the challenge of, of being architecture school. Uh. Yeah, it's quite yeah. demanding, I, yeah. I heard. So to me, it's kind of a pro and con. Although, yes, I had to do an extra year in NUS, I got to take my time to to learn more la, over, Ooh, over okay, more okay. years as opposed to my my other uh, peers who mm. who had to join in, in second year and yeah. then they had to rush all their mods. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So wow. it also gave me more time to do music. Yeah, that's yeah. true, that's right. true. Right. <laughs> a blessing in disguise. Right. <laughs> okay, now we're going to jump back to a question that we asked just now. So what are you currently listening to at the moment? Anything on loop? Currently, not really. I listen to quite a vast majority of things. I think... On, on a daily basis, I do kind of go back to what I used to listen to as a teenager. So like mm. Blink 182, My Chemical Romance, all the emo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my generation. La. Maybe quite different from you guys already. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I still listen to a lot of local stuff actually. Mm. Uh, like I mentioned previously, yeah. Caracal and uh, I mean Jasmine Soko, quite quite popular. Oh, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I have a whole playlist la, on my Spotify. <laughs> Of, of like just local artists wow nice nice then would you say those um, artists that you listened to growing up inspired the music that you make now you guys know that I make electronic music so yeah. how, how in the world does uh, does emo music inspire electronic music yeah I, I, get, I get that question sometimes and and usually I don't have a have a direct <laughs> answer <laughs> right now my, my mind is blank because I just got off work <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah but in terms of my music maybe I can go a bit deeper in, in terms of, of what kind of genre mm. I do mm, yeah sure so I, I, I call it indie electronic because mm. I, I know my stuff doesn't really sound like the the commercial stuff that you usually yeah. hear out there in the clubs 
Yeah, so I think the way that, you know, My Chemical Romance would inspire my music is is to focus a bit more on the emotional side of things ra- rather than, than focusing on, on like, on like the drops or mm. or the nsu nsu, you know, <laughs> focus a bit more on the the atmosphere that you can build uh, oh. around your sound. Are there any like specific artists that you look up to? Specific artists in terms of electronic music, I would always say is Skrillex. Oh. Uh, because I mean, it's one of the guys that when I was younger, anything to do with electronic music, oh, Skrillex, the guy who, who won the Grammy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when when I just started out, there used to be like a lot of documentaries on YouTube. So I would like mm. watch documentaries about Skrillex and about other producers out there. Mm. And, and like his way of um, how hardworking he is in, in terms of producing music is, is something that like I would like to follow. So what are, what are your thoughts on bangering? Because I I've heard so many like diverse opinions about that. Is either you people either hate it or they love it. Of course, when when I just discovered Skrillex, it was the album before that. Then bangering is where they came out with the term bro step, right? Mm. Yeah. So that's where the huge debate was: uh, is Skrillex really dubstep? <laughs> right. So when I did discover dubstep, it was more closer to to this thing called two step. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay, heard of it. Uh, but right now I can't remember. Or, I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, right? yeah, but it's it's more more whoop, more of the wobbiness yeah. than yeah. the you know transformers doing their thing. Mm. Yeah. So in terms of bangering, how do I feel about it? Not many memorable tracks from there currently. None of the tracks play. Uh, are playing <laughs> at the head. So I think I, I preferred his stuff before Bangarang right. mm-hmm. and also after. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, so the, the, to me, I'm very interested in the things that, that he has been doing, even though mm. he, after recess, he hasn't come up with any new album, right? Uh, he did the Jack Yu collaboration, but his stuff has been continuously getting more and more well produced and more like cinematic, that, that very huge sound. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And more alien as well. Like, like how do you even create the sound that, he, that he's yeah. creating? Mm. Yeah, he also has like his own like very tight knit group of friends mm. who also share samples with each other and, and mm. you know share producing tips with each other and that's something that I feel is also um, simulated in in EML. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so good. We have a we have a we have our own playlist that we add <laughs> tracks and songs to it every every week. Yeah. So now we're gonna add uh, Skrillex stuff onto it. Yeah. But enough about his stuff. What about your stuff? So you've just released a new album, Iridescent. Now was it last September? Uh, late September, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, could you tell us more about it? Yeah, I released the album on my birthday actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> how special! Yeah. Uh, I I used to for for me, I I don't really have proper marketing schedule. It's just me. <laughs> so I used to release my albums in June because mm. that's when I used to I ORD. Okay. <laughs> so so when I ORD was my first album, and then every year subsequently I would release something mm. new in June. Ooh. Then because COVID happened and then got a bit lazier with music, <laughs> <laughs> I had to push the date back to September, which is also sort of meaningful since it's my birthday. Yeah, so yeah it is. Yeah. So, okay, so about Iridescent. It's this bunch of tracks, eight tracks, that was made during the whole of COVID, right? Mm. I think compared to my previous albums, this one is more of a, I would say, like a, like a concept album, literally, because... Mm. Uh, each song is based on a concept. If you look through the tracks, like the first track is called Release. Mm. And the reason why it's called Release is because I'm literally playing with the release function inside the synthesizer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. Yeah. So if you listen to the beginning of the, tr- of the track, it sounds very 8-bit, very mm. sharp, as if uh, 
nothing has been tweaked about yeah. it. You know, it's just a very sharp uh, saw wave. Yeah. And then slowly, it gets more and more rounder and I wouldn't say louder, but it sort of envelops you yeah. more and more mm. into sort of a waterfall kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then the track after release is called Reverse, which which to me was just a joke. Is when I just finished producing release, I was thinking, hmm, what if I just reverse the whole track? <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, okay. No way. What if I just reverse the whole track? Actually, before that, uh, I wanted to to do like maybe a, a piano version of it, lah. Because because the the originals is is like very happy. So I was mm. wondering, like, oh, if I if I just change the instrument to into piano, would it become a bit more? more emo reversing is sort of like a, a trick I normally throw in when I have nothing better to do it's like, oh. <laughs> it's like I don't know what else to do with this thing what if I just reverse it and somehow there's a hint of, of something that sounded mm. amazing and totally something that I would uh, that you would not normally hear right. Mm. right right. so yeah I reversed the track chopped it up and then arranged it and then that's your second song right. <laughs> so uh, you did some interesting promo for this album as well with the Instagram filter. So how did that come about? Alright. Okay, so the Instagram filters came about because of my Aki thesis when I was still in school. Oh, okay. Yeah, so my my thesis, this very briefly was about trying to combine technology and architecture and also music. Oh, cool. Yeah, because uh, eventually my thesis came about to be uh, a sort of a... A music headquarters for local musicians in Singapore oh. in, to, uh, oh, in order wow. to spread their music throughout the world using technology and like AR VR kind of oh, wow. kind right. of thing, and that's why I had to kind of explore Instagram filters and also mm. like Hololens and and uh, Oculus Rift yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. kind of thing throughout my final year in Akila. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, because of that, I I picked up how to create those Instagram filters and. Back then, uh, the first thing that I actually played with was creating a, a mask filter before oh. there was COVID. Okay. Yeah, because I, I'm not sure if you guys know, but I used to promote myself as a person who's yeah, wearing a mask. Yeah. 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 So, so I had the... My mask is 3D printed, so I already had the oh, file for the right. mask. So yeah. I just needed to put it into the filter yeah. and then every, everybody can wear the same mask yeah. as, as I did. And then COVID came around. <laughs> Foreshadowing and <Yeah>. experience. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's the history of how I learned to make the filter. Right. Uh, why I created another filter this time around is just because I wanted to experiment with mm. it again. Mm. And uh, I already made the album art with that swirling pattern yeah. in yeah. Photoshop. So it was just a matter of okay, I have this swirling pattern which kind of looks like a portal. Mm. Mm. And then how do I create a story out of it? Using this filter, anybody can like go around Singapore and I also did it a, yeah. f- a few times to like weird locations and like, oh, there's a portal over there. <laughs> yeah, in the, middle of, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Just to kind of uh, promote the, the release, you know, mm. of, of the first song, release, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then further releases of the other songs in the album. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> Okay, going back to the musical aspect of the album, mm. what was your creative process like when you made this album? Like you mentioned in the first two songs, it was more of like playing around with the filters, the ADSR stuff, the release and everything. But how about the red, like the entire creative process? Because you did mention that each song was inspired by either a single word or phrase. So how did that come about to fill up the entire eight songs on the album? I mean, like I said, it was just throughout COVID. Yeah. So... I, I didn't mean to say that uh, the word came first before the song. 
Oh, okay. Of okay. course, most of the time it's yeah. just it's usually just a jamming session. Mm. Like late after work, I come home. Uh, in the middle of the night, <laughs> trying my best not to disturb my neighbors. Or sometimes <laughs> I do. My my process, I would say it's, I would normally say it's a it's like a jamming session for for one person. Mm. Yeah, and then another you know, aspect of it, like I was trying to say, the emotional aspect of it is, I guess, like a mini therapy session, Ooh. and yeah, right. like a way of journaling. Mm. Yeah, for all my albums. So so this one is not anything special. It's just that. This time I realized that rather than than maybe focusing on 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 emotion in the process of of writing it, it it's sort of like a four four break for myself. Yeah. Uh, that I realized that hey, this song is starting to inform itself in terms of the way it's being produced, mm. like the first track release or yeah. reverse, or but other tracks uh, are less technical. I would say it still go back to, to, to being emotional. One of them is just literally just called Blue yeah. because when I finished producing, it was morning already and the sky oh. was blue. <laughs> <laughs> right? Whoa. Another one is called Inverse because I had... Uh, I mean, it's an 8-track album. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the middle, there's a really scary... Uh, to me, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> scary, spooky piano bit. Uh, like one minute plus bit. Mm. And then it transitions into... The album becomes like dark, you know, okay. because mm. when there's something that's iridescent yeah. or, or bright, you need something dark yes. in order to balance it out. Yeah, that's true. And so, in that sense, I, I called it inverse because I need to inverse reverse. Yeah, oh. yeah. That, kind of, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> la. yeah. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> How about 80s magic? Can you tell us more about it? Because oh, I love uh, that, 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 that whole album so much. Because it's such a good vibe, the new 80s vibe. <laughs> you say we're, we're different, we're, we're slightly different in ages, but you're not from the 80s, so, so where did <laughs> yeah, that not come from? The 80s from? <laughs> so, well, before Iridescent, there was uh, another album before that. It's called Machine. Mm. Uh, that one was also inspired by my thesis. La. So, that one, I was using this uh, this thing called Unreal Engine to oh, right. to build up my, my architecture model, right. yeah. basically. We throw back to, to 80s magic. That one was due to a lot of gaming. Mm. A lot of Grand Theft Auto, actually. I don't know. I I love the Grand Theft Auto series, even mm. though it's uh, kind of particularly violent. Uh, <laughs> But the soundtracks on there is it's 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 amazing. Was it like the Vice City series? It sounds like it's from the Vice City. No leh. <laughs> no, I the, the inspiration is the latest one, like GTA Five. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yes, yeah, still waiting on GTA. Yeah, <laughs> it's been so many years. Yeah. Eh. Oh, there, I, I I've seen some leaks, but <laughs> oh, could be coming. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, GTA Five. Yeah, it's because of of what you hear on the radio when you're driving around in the car. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I recently finished all the missions okay. in GTA Five, mm-hmm. so. Normally, I would just, you know, drive go in to, to drive around yeah, and, and do uh, uh, explicit things. La. Right. But that that round, I decided to, hmm, okay, maybe I should try the missions. Yeah, and it was quite quite solid, actually, the missions. And um, you, you you go quite in-depth with the characters and mm. then mm. you actually start to, to fall in love with the characters there. Not not fall in love, fall in love, <laughs> la, but I mean, you, you get you to... admire uh, the characters. <laughs> Not say I admire, but you kind of understand like where they're coming, them. where they are right. coming mm. from, yeah. Okay. All right. And then because of so many hours of playing, like all the eighties music, it just kind mm. of become part of your DNA at least for <laughs> for that period of time. Mm. Uh, I was in la. So yeah, GTA Five was what inspired eighties magic. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go play GTA Five, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you won't regret it. 
I I can talk more about uh, I guess the the most popular song from from that album, which is Heavy Cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure which song you you like from that album, uh, but people tend to talk about most about about Heavy, heavy cream. cream. Okay, yeah, I can share uh, about which heavy cream. which also is another kind of a technical thing. That one was called Heavy Cream because of a preset called Heavy Cream. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so the main synthesizer that you hear from that song is a is a native preset that mm. you get if you use FL Studio. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the reason why that one's popular because of the change in BPM, which you don't normally uh, get to experience in electronic music. So when you Ooh. hear the start of the song, the first like thirty seconds, uh, it, like, it like speeds up and then it slows down and then you get into the song. Mm. Yeah. So heavy cream was like my my synthwave face. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so coming back to the the music, uh, not even coming back, but we're all talking about the music aspect. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you face when making music? Well, the the challenges that I face, I would say, changes over the years as 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 I grow older and mm. uh, just you know different stages in life. Yeah. When I started out in the army, the biggest challenge was time. Mm. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm like out of Tekong or, or out of the camp that I was eventually posted to I would just be spending all my time on FL Studio mm. not really because like I'm a huge music nerd but because it, I, I just discovered this thing and it's just like discovering a new game you want to explore yeah, yeah, as yeah, much yeah, as right, possible yeah. you're just kind of addicted to it mm. Mm. yeah back in army I would sometimes especially because I was trying to balance uh, army and performing at the same time mm. so sometimes I, I normally would have a notebook yeah. in, in camp and I would uh, draw out schematics on how I should set up my performing gear yeah. so that eventually I can I can send it out for as a, as a tech writer oh, yes. uh, for you know the, the festival guys to to take note of mm. yeah being able to to perform music while while in army also kind of inspired a lot of of what I wanted to do in email email yes. <laughs> email yeah like pushing the whole performance aspect of of, mm. of the lab you know, yeah. over there. What was the original question? <laughs> the challenges that you sort of faced. Oh yeah. yeah, so that was army period. Once it got into NUS, the the challenges to me fade away, but my grades oh. also faded away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in the first two years, I was still producing a lot of music, still performing a lot. Mm. Uh, my 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 grades kind of suffer la. So so there is still. The, the aspect of uh, balancing school life and mm. then making music. So, after my f- first, second year of school, my grades dropped enough that, uh, okay, I need, <laughs> I need this to take a back seat. So, yeah. so I focused on school and yeah. also learned to appreciate architecture a bit more during, mm. during the period that I wasn't really doing music. Although that was a challenge, it also did open other aspects of uh, appreciating my other aspects of my life. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry for the gibberish. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then now working. Luckily, it's 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 a bit more clear cut because you you work a certain number of hours. Yeah. You're off a certain mm. number of hours. Uh, although of course, of course you have to OT yeah. 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 I guess the 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 routine of of working life does kind of mute inspiration. Um. Mute your mute your inspiration to 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 making music uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. In army and and in school, the social aspect of your life is kind of like a hurricane, mm. right? Mm. So that of course inspires a lot of, yes. of of music. When you start working, uh, that kind of all goes into yeah. the background, right. and then you are solely focusing on your work. Mm. But that's also why I feel like the 
this iridescent album is more focused on on the technical aspect because I am mm. also focusing technically on, on on my work, and then that also somehow subconsciously translate to to the music. Right. Next question. You mentioned that you like only like started getting into music, like music production more and more in army, right? So like, did, was it something that you picked up on your own? And like now, if you had a chance, right, to like relearn music production, would there be anything that you would, like do differently? So. Learning electronic music, I think I'm not sure how it is for young people now, but for me, it was mainly through YouTube. And back then, there wasn't as much YouTube tutorials. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and the quality of the YouTube tutorials yeah. right now is so much better than than uh, what was available back then. Sorry, what was the question again? Like, if you could relearn it, right? Like, what would you try to do differently in the sense? Like, if you were to relearn music production now, relearn music production. Mm. I think I would take it slower. Mm. Yeah, because for for myself, yeah, like I learned everything through through YouTube, mm. and I I don't have any music theory. Mm. Yeah, if if I had a bit more patience, I, I I would try to learn more about music theory and and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm I'm quite happy with the way I I've, I've learned electronic music, and in in fact, the the way I I produce music right now, it's still a trial and error. Back then, that that was the that was the popular thing to do, lah. Like. You don't need music theory. You don't need a studio. You mm. just need your laptop, right? You just need FL Studio, whether pirated or not, lah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then all you need to do is just mess around with the program enough, and you might be able to come up with something cool. Mm. Definitely inspired me to to make music. Uh, if I could go back in time, definitely uh, spend a bit more of my time and and effort uh, picking up uh, music theory. Learning to play the piano, mm-hmm. yeah, because I can play the guitar, but guitar and electronic music is a bit. Uh, I, I'm I'm experimenting with it now, mm. yeah, but it's it's only it's only recently that that I'm trying to incorporate a bit of guitar aspect into into my music performance. Right. Whereas if if you would if you were to see like Porter Robinson, Medion, they usually have keys in front of them, right, mm-hmm. when yeah. doing their their live shows, and I think that's super versatile. Whereas for me, I only have my Ableton Push, yeah. uh, which is a clip based, yeah, pressing buttons, mm. right? Yeah. Okay, let's wrap up this interview with one of the. I think a nice question that I would like to ask is, what's the most memorable moment that most memorable memory you have about making music? About making music or performing music? It could or be both. It could, could be, be both. either. About your career thus far. In terms of making music, um, I'll, I'll try to find one one that, that ties in with performing. Mm. So before before COVID, uh, me and this guy, also from Electronic Music Lab, also a graduate now, mm. uh, his uh, artist name is uh, BTC Prox. Mm. <laughs> the both of us uh, play at Victoria Concert Theatre. Mm. We did a few interesting tracks. Um, so we did ha- half and half. La. Okay. Uh, half of half of the show was my tracks, half of the show was his tracks. Yeah. And we tried to uh, kind of uh, alternate them. Yeah. And then uh, in the in-between moment, in, in, the, in the middle of the show, we did a couple of remix tracks. So uh, many years ago, la, I created this song that is not yet on Spotify for whatever reason. It's called <laughs> Man Made Sky. Uh, it's on SoundCloud. And then a couple of years after that, I think I don't think it was specifically for the show itself. Um, he just did a remix because he he liked yeah. he liked the way it sounds. Yeah. And then for the show itself, I remixed his remix ah. oh. and called it a backflip. 
Oh, so it's wow. a backflip remake. Okay. <laughs> so the original song is more akin to, I guess, your, your Porter Robinson, Medion, mm. Illenium kind of sound. Yeah. And then he made it a bit more chill, a bit more jazzy, yeah. which is uh, his his style. Yeah. His music is very uh, peaceful, introspective. Mm. And then for the show, I made it into dubstep. Wow. Yeah. So over these three versions of the songs, you get three different uh, genres. Yeah. Yeah. So to perform dubstep is a bit weird. <laughs> because uh, I guess no, normally you, you would see it more of a part of a DJ set. Mm. Yeah. So how how do I uh, uh, accommodate my Ableton push with all the buttons with dubstep sounds? Mm. So that's where we get a bit of inspiration from Medion, who mm. got famous because of his launch pad, right? Yeah. And uh, his remixing of like was it the 90s or it was one of those know, generational like, remixes where, oh, okay, where okay. you combine pop pop music from from across uh, a few years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that to me is is the most memorable part because um, I get to do a backflip, a remix of a remix which yeah. I I don't think I've heard of before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, to be able to to perform with him, like I say, I have no music theory. I am actually I actually kind of stuck at playing instruments, <laughs> right? So so pressing buttons is very comfortable for me. But BTC Prox is mu- is a sort of a music genius. Oh, you know, okay. Whatever he hears, I make he can riff over it very oh, easily. Wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that is my favorite performance ever mm. to be able to perform with him and like I would definitely love to perform with with uh, more people like him. Mm, people yeah. who are way better than me in terms of music theory. Oh, that's <laughs> really nice. <laughs> that's a very interesting performance too. Wish I saw that. That sounds very interesting. <laughs> yeah. It was very lucky just before COVID happened. Ooh. Yeah. A couple right. of weeks later, we Can shut already down. No way. Yeah. Good timing. Super good timing. Alright. Okay, so for now, thank you so much, Mitch, for answering all our questions. Uh, and I hope you guys got to know more about him and the music he makes. But for now, let's take a quick break. And when we return, we will be playing our signature game of rapid-fire questions with Mitch. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Right note, they're back with me, Hao Zhi, Nicholas, and Vivi, and our special guest, Mitch, with us. Hey. In this segment, we'll be playing a game of rapid fire questions with our guests, where each of us will be asking you a question and you have to answer it as fast as you can. But, well, of course, feel free to elaborate. So, let's get straight to the first question. Question number one <laughs> What was your childhood dream occupation? My childhood dream occupation, very weirdly, was to be a priest. Ooh. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did not expect that, but it was okay. Yeah, I did not expect to answer so, so truthfully, but then that's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty religious as as, as a kid. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know what else to say about that. Why didn't I become a priest? I mean I still can be. Yeah. 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 I'm still young. Still that's, young. True. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, Very true. But right now my, my passion is to to create. Mm. And uh, that's why I'm in architecture now. Mm. Oh, yeah. nice, nice, nice. It was either either priest or do something creative. Mm. So yeah, here I am. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. Right, right. Okay, next question. Other than you know creating music in your free time, what are some of your hobbies and like how do you spend like your free time other than making music? 
Mm, okay, hobbies. Quite a number actually. Mm-hmm. I think to be able to do music or to be able to do architecture, you need a life experience. Mm. Right. Uh, and like just to be able to explore the world. Uh. So for me, I like to skateboard. Ooh, uh, nice. Longboard actually. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, I, for, for a while I was interested in, in doing like the fancy footwork and tricks and, and whatnot <laughs> on the longboard, but uh, it's kind of difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but more recently, I've become interested in, in doing more long distance skating. Mm. Yeah. Because on a longboard, it really doesn't feel long distance at all. So for myself, I would typically skate from um, the stadium, Singapore Stadium, to Marina Bay Sands. And then oh. from Marina Bay Sands, go the entire path up the Singapore River. If, if you do, do do that path, if you cycle or, or skate, uh, it will take you all the way to Red Hill. <laughs> and it doesn't feel tiring at all right. for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Because also it's very scenic. Also, yeah, yeah, super scenic. Mm. And as a lover of architecture, you get to see all the... Or the nice condos mm. around yeah. that I cannot afford. <laughs> <laughs> no, next time, next time, next time. Can, yes. so, hopefully, sure either music or architecture could uh, could let me one of those houses. <laughs> yeah. No manifest it. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, cool, cool. All right, next question. What's the favorite song that you've released? Your favorite release. My favorite song that I've released is something that I mentioned earlier. Mm. It's actually still Man Made Sky. Oh, okay. Which yeah, for some reason it's still not on Spotify because I want to make sure that it's it's in an album or mm. or it's se- celebrated properly yeah, somehow. So uh, still haven't thought of like I don't know a, a marketing or, or concept to 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 bring that to life. Mm. Uh, but it, it exists on SoundCloud, no, so if you want to hear, it, you can still hear it. Definitely. Uh, that is my favorite track. Then what about your favorite food? My favorite food is sambal stingray. Wow. Yeah, very unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. I have one of the best uh, right right down near my house. Oh yeah. You gotta drop the location already, we anticipate this. It's it's somewhere in Bodung, but it's not eighty five. Not eighty five. Cause eighty five, right? I mean it's nice, but it tastes like your typical sambal thing. Like, and and most hawkers And most hawkers. Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. Uh but the one near my place it hits differently. Okay. Very spicy. Okay. Yeah. But I I used to eat it almost weekly growing oh. up. Yeah. So I, I had that blessing growing up. But now not so much because I'm working. So by right. the time by the time I get home, they are always sold out. Oh. Always sold out by the time I get home. Yeah. yeah that's good, that's good. really good. If you could spend a day in someone else's shoes, whether you know living person or dead, but then you would still be alive if they were, you know, dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who would they be and why? <laughs> Really, no one. But I mean, people who I'm I'm interested in, Obama maybe, or <laughs> New Zealand Tyson. Yeah, I mean, on on my just when when I'm not doing anything, I'm I'm usually watching YouTube, and you know, people talk a lot about Obama, mm-hmm. and he was pretty influential for 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 myself growing up. Uh, I mean, first I heard ob- about him was in secondary school, uh, two thousand eight. Yeah. Uh, in secondary school, they used to give us uh, uh, Newsweek magazines, mm. and they let us read that for for our for the duration of our English lesson. Oh wow! Mm. So <laughs> that's interesting. So we are not learning English; we are just reading, reading the articles, <laughs> articles on the magazine, and that's that's where I started reading about this this Obama guy. It's pretty cool, uh. <laughs> right? I'm so very interested in science. So to be Neil deGrasse Tyson to have like that big head of his and, and <laughs> oh. know about astrophysics. 
What's one thing about you that surprises people? I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> what surprises? Uh, it's like something that you like that people would find very special, or like they they wouldn't they wouldn't it wouldn't be something that they would imagine you would do. Well, I mean, uh, people who know me personally always find it crazy that that I do electronic music. Mm. Oh. Yeah, like this guy. I mean, in my more personal life, I'm I'm more quiet lah. Because there's there's no marketing to do. I don't have to to speak so mm. so openly. Yeah. When I'm doing architecture, I'm just focused on my work. Mm. Uh, if I have to present something, of course, I have to present professionally. Right. Yeah. Uh, but for this guy to be doing electronic music, that's that's weird for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess usually people assume that oh, if you're doing if you're doing electronic music, you're a DJ. Right. That's uh, true. That's true. If you're right. if you're a DJ, you're a bad boy. <laughs> But, oh, yeah, okay. but I can see. <laughs> but this guy is obviously not not like a gangster, or I'm, I'm not I'm not inquisitive. I'm not inquisitive. Is a is a local DJ. He's he's also quite an inspiration. Like he's, he's really good. Yeah. Oh, that's right. nice. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe I can continue a little bit because yeah, sure. what's nice about about the the way electronic music is these days is that is that nerdy guys less less bad boyish guys are. Uh, What's the word for it? Uplifted. Uh, 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 uplifted, lah. <laughs> la, you know, yeah. their, their, their music are getting more more known in the world. You know, you have mm. Walter Robinson, you have Medion. They are really nice guys. Yeah. You know, uh, even the the local more popular than me, like you know, Mern. Uh. Uh, he's also a really nice guy. Mm. There's a guy called Red Moon, but he doesn't call himself that anymore. His music is dope. Wow. Absolutely dope. I mean, Mern is also really yeah, dope. Yeah. Right. They're all really nice people. Mm. Yeah. You know, com- compared to actually, I I also can't say that because uh, being being in the music industry in Singapore, at least locally, I don't I'm not sure about overseas. Mm. Even the most badass person playing at Bay Beats, the person doing doing like like all those heavy screamo mm. yeah. kind of things, they're really nice. <laughs> and then they, even though like you see them on stage, they, they look pretty intimidating. Yeah, but once mm. you, then you go up to them and talk to them, they're really down to earth people. Oh, wow, yeah. that's nice. It's a wholesome plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone listening has that misconception, y'all know it's time to change. <laughs> Alright, next question. What are you most afraid of? What am I most afraid of? It can be something existential or it could even be something as silly as like <coughs> fears in terms of insects and whatnot. I don't I don't have any good ones. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, next random question out of nowhere after asking would be what is your spirit animal? Well these are really random. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be that way. I guess what I would most associate myself with would be monkey because born in the year of the monkey. <laughs> yeah. And just growing up, I do try to be playful in my own little introvert, introspective way. Mm. Um, I'm not naughty, but I'm playful. Right. And I like exploring exploring the world, exploring Singapore, even until now. That's why long distance longboarding has become one of my favourite things to do. Mm. To always remain pay- playful. Yeah. Even in work, sometimes it could get really heavy and, and, and boring and, and routine. But if you're doing creative work, you need to be able to be playful. Yeah, mm. that's, you know? that's true. Although your your clients, even in music, l- lucky for me, I'm, I'm, I'm DIY. Mm. Uh, nobody representing me other than myself. But yeah. myself. Uh, but if you do have a, a manager then, or if you're part of a, a label, there are kind of expectations that mm, mm. could be pretty heavy on you. Mm. Therefore, I shall remain DIY. <laughs> I shall remain uh, independent because I I love to be able to to play with what I can do. Right, right. Yeah. 
you say monkey vibes, I get more like ego vibes. Though. <laughs> okay, but the, okay, the next question, not an interview question, not a like job interview question, I swear, but it goes, what is your biggest strength? Don't have to answer it like an interview question. <laughs> like a job interview. What's my biggest strength? For me, I've been focusing on, on, on this one little detail, which is to do stupid things. Oh, oh that's okay. interesting. Yeah. In, in any of my hobbies, like, mm. like, whether it's music or, or doing anything else that's creative, is, is to try doing stupid things. I feel like there's, there's huge value in doing nonsensical things <laughs> because um, you're, you're purposefully doing something that's uh, out of the main lane. Mm. You know, you're, you're, you're going that separate path and you're discovering something that most people would be maybe too afraid to discover, too afraid to go and find out. Yeah, or they think it's, it's it's such a waste of time. Why not? You know, you have Google, mm. right? Why not just search for the exact thing that you need and then call it a day? Why spend the rest of your day experimenting and and and, and failing? And then you know you, you you spend more numbers numbers of of, of hours um trying to to reach something where somebody else can can get there very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to me. All that experience um, would would give you more ammunition to to work on your next thing, right? Because in 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 the midst of of just just like my my album, right? I'm I'm just fooling around with with the synthesizer mm. rather than trying to recreate a a dance song. You know, mm. I'm not trying right. to be anybody here. I'm not trying yeah. to sound like Porter or yeah. or, or or Skrillex. You know. Of course, when, when I started, we all tried to, to <laughs> emulate the sound. I want to sound exactly like Skrillex, so I go for the tutorial that yeah. exactly teaches mm. me step by step how yeah. do I do it. Uh, but somewhere in one of the tutorials, somebody said that you try to recreate it, but you would recreate it imperfectly somehow. Mm. And it's through those imperfections that you start to find your own sound. Mm. Right. Yeah. For me, I take it a little step further and like I've, I've already sort of found my own sound. Yeah. So how do I maybe try try to progress more is to, to, to break out of my own sound and to purposely try to make a bad song. Oh, right? okay. That's interesting. Too. Right? I mean, reversing the song should have been bad. <laughs> but, but, it but it worked. It worked <laughs> well. But it worked. But it worked because uh, within there, within that, that, that experience of, of doing so many nonsensical songs, you, you start to, to realise what, what works and what doesn't work. Mm. Right? So even though I reversed the song, somehow it's 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 almost by luck mm. that you hear eh? This little bit sounds nice. Mm. The rest of it sounds like trash, of course. But <laughs> then, if I were to take this this little bit that sounds nice as to focus and then rearrange the rest around it, Ooh. it can turn into something quite beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, the last song on 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 this album is called Nothing Much. Mm. Can you guys guess why you got nothing much? I literally did nothing much in order to make the track. I was trying to make something out of as little as possible. Ooh. How how few th- this is something that that's actually inspired by architecture. Like it's called mm. like minimalism. Mm. Right? You try to build a structure as as uh, structurally sound as possible yeah. and also aesthetically beautiful. Yeah. But if you take away one element, the whole building falls apart. Oh. Yeah. What if I did that for a song? Mm. Right. So I think for electronic musicians um, who 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 meddles with with the 
with the production side of things, mm. you tend to layer. Yeah. There's always this word called layering. You you add more and more and more and more yeah. to to create that that vast sound that you, that you want to create. Mm. But for for me, I like to take away. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So until you have nothing much. Yeah, just the essence wow. of it. Right? Yeah. 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 <coughs> if if you listen to the song, the melody is literally just a one note beat <laughs> that's going through the song. Yeah, really but the rest of it sounds kind kind of nice and chill. Yeah. yeah. Then do you start with a lot of things on that? Do you start with many layers and take out one by one, or how did the removing come yeah. from? So um, like, like I mentioned earlier, um, making music is sort of like a jam session for mm, me, right? So yeah. so through jamming, you're creating your your layers of sound. So that's what I would typically do for this song. I told myself I just want to create something quick and chill and mm. and vibey. So just Whatever first come to mind is going to be it. Oh, okay, okay, that's interesting. Until I have just nice, it sounds like it's a song, sounds rounded enough to be a song, and then mm. yeah, I just left it as that. Oh. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's interesting. <coughs> All right, with that, let's wrap up this interview. And maybe thank thank you so much, Mitch, for coming down to talk to us and talking about your new album and everything. I hope everybody got to know more about him and the music that he makes. So, Mitch, before we go, let's. Uh, tell everybody about your socials where can they find out more about you all the music pages everything let's go if I'm not wrong you can find me everywhere as uh, Mitch Edvin that's Mitch M-I-T-C-H Edvin mm. A-D-V-E-N-T no spacing oh okay yeah. nice nice on all major streaming platforms yeah yes be sure to stream his latest music and with that we will come to the end of this week's episode so thank you again Mitch for being with us today thanks (laughs) (laughs) thanks for having me (laughs) our pleasure and thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of The Right Note and we will catch you guys next week with another episode to come so stay tuned